0: Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus here. Thank you so much for giving us your salvation, your grace. Lord, open the heart and the ears of our spiritual, our spirit to be able to receive from you. Lord, we submit everything to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I was just thinking, um, have you ever thought that, you know, you are a new creator? creature, you, you are saved by God's grace, and you know Christ, you know, and then you wake up, thank you, Lord, I'm perfect. You know, I have no more sin because Christ forgave me and took away my sins. Have you ever had that? And then suddenly, your, your, your child or your spouse or office mate said something and suddenly, yes, you will lose your temper, and you know? Oh my goodness. Lord, sorry, I, I lost my temper. Or have you had, there's this pastor who asked his congregation, can I ask you now, who among you is humble? Raise your hand. Okay, don't raise your hand. Because I'm telling you, once you raise your hand, What do you think? You're no longer humble, isn't it? (laughs) So, um, yes, we think that we're perfect, but actually, we're not. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Christ. So there's this book in the New Testament, um, very special book. It's the book of Hebrews. And if you notice, this book is a whole sermon, not a letter to anyone and we don't know the author some said it's paul but most likely not some said it may be apollos but this book was written with a very high level of uh, greek meaning that, that it's very well written not meaning that other books in the new testament are not well written but the language there According to Dr. Ben Witherington, our speaker last week, he said that three books in the New Testament written by someone with high education during the, the first century. And those are First Peter, and then Luke, Gospel of Luke, and Hebrews. So let's look at this Hebrews. Uh, he said, since it's a long sermon, right? 13 chapters, right? The person preaching this or reading will take two hours. So uh, don't worry, I won't take two hours from you. And uh, I will let you go before. So we'll start in the middle, okay? Hebrews 8, and uh, I will go fast so that you can live on time. And don't, don't blink. Let me quickly... Um, You may want to read together or read with your eyes or you open your Bible. It's chapter 8, yeah? Verses 1 and 2 and then 6. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven and who serves in a sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by mere human beings. Verse 6, but in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on better promises. Okay, um, There's an old covenant and a new covenant. Later on, I will explain to you what is a covenant. But Hebrews 8 Started with now, the main point is this, the most important. What? We have a high priest. The book of Hebrews is one of the few, if not the only one, that spoke of Jesus as a high priest. Very interesting book. If you have time, please go home. Read through Hebrews. Amen. So, uh, so we talk about a superior. Who is the one who is superior? Yes, very good. last 10. Uh, so, Peter, the, Jesus is the one who he has received. Okay, we'll move on quickly. Hebrews chapter 9. What else does the writer say? Now, the covenant, oh, sorry. Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up in its first room where the lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread. This was called? the holy place. Uh, We'll jump to verse 11. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands, that is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of the goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood thus obtaining eternal redemption see the old covenant they have to sacrifice sheep and goats and they do it every year but once and for all god planned he sent jesus christ as the high priest he's the one who sacrificed himself for with his own blood for our salvation amen so that is the new one the old one animals and goats every year yeah let me explain to you in the old testament there are many covenants adam and eve with god they made a covenant um who else noah made a covenant with god and then moses also but let me tell you quickly about abraham abrahamic covenant covenant has to have two parties two one and then the other one they will agree on something the agreement is i will do my part you will do your part and if one did not do his part or break the covenant or break the promise there will be punishment there will be consequence that's why they have to make a covenant together and It always involves shedding of blood. So I don't know if you know our Filipino culture also, the blood pact, you know, they have to shed blood. It's really a serious thing. So quickly, Abraham's covenant written in Genesis chapter 15. Sorry, let me look at my notes. Yes, Genesis 15. Um, I'll read while the... You can look at the photos there. And he said to him, uh, God said to Abraham, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, Oh Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Okay, so this is what happened. Genesis 15, God said, Oh Abraham, come out into, uh, from Ur. I will give you a land. So the promise of God is what? Land. Another promise is children, descendants, okay? So, Abraham, I'll promise you to give you descendants. Another, another promise is blessing, right? God said, Abraham, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to nations as well. So, these three things. I'll test you later, yeah? So, land, what else? Descendants and blessing, good. So this is the promise of God to Abraham. So, and then Abraham said, God, um, verse, um, where is it? Verse, uh, verse 8, but he said, "Oh Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? So what did God say? He said to him, bring me a heifer, three years old, and uh, that's a female, um, next slide please, that's a female uh, cow. That's the one. And then give me a female goat, three years old, and a ram, three years old, a male uh, sheep. And a turtle dove. You see the turtle dove down there and a young pigeon up there. So these animals, okay, bring it out. And so uh, Abraham brought him all this. He cut them in half and laid each other half over against each other each of the other but he did not cut the birds in half so there you go and then um next slide please so if you cut it in half what will happen there will be blood yeah so it's animated otherwise it will be very gross and r-rated but um so just imagine okay it's not really half but it's cut in half and the blood flow and did you notice the, the birds white it it's not cut in half Do you know why Anyone, I don't know how, I don't know why also. But <laughs> there are some, some uh scholars said uh, it number one, simple. It's too small. So if you're cutting it out, we cannot see it anymore. And the next the another reason, the most simplest, the simplest is uh, we don't know. It doesn't say in the old testament. I think I'll accept that. Anyway, so you see the blood flow and this is how it's done so two two parties yeah covenant one and the next slide please it will be called they call it i don't know i'm sorry it's too dark it, it says their blood path the blood there in between yeah so one party will walk through so next slide you see the footprints i don't know if you see from up to down the footprint so one party will walk down signifying Signifying, I go through this, I make a promise to you. If I did not fulfill the promise, I will be like the animals that will be caught. Okay, we'll not have that picture anymore. But I will be like those animals. So, go through. The other party will also walk through. I will make a covenant. I promise to do this. So this is what happened. I will read on if you look at Genesis 15, very significant. It says, number verse 11, uh, sorry, verse 17, "When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces." So you can please show the next slide. uh, A smoking fire pot. Did you see that? Fire, smoke. And then a flaming torch. There's a flaming torch passed between these pieces. Verse 18. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your offspring, I give this land. And then so on and so on. So that's the covenant. What did you notice? Remember I said two parties? One party will go through, the other party will go the other way. And that is the covenant. So did, who, who represents the, the smoke and the fire? God, good God. How about Abraham's part? Okay, if you read Genesis, nothing else. What does it mean? did Abraham walk through no why why how is that possible so I would say the main reason is because Abraham cannot fulfill the covenant and sure enough right all throughout the years Abraham's have seen the, the descendants, the kids, the whole of Israelites have turned away again and again and again from God, right? They worship idols. Oh, don't worship idols. They worship idols. Don't run after foreign gods. They, wor- they, they run after them. They forget God, everything. So God knows already. God knows beforehand it's impossible for men, for us, to fulfill God's covenant. It's only God who can do it. That's why our, people are saying the first one represents God and then the, 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 the smoke or the flame represents the other party. God did it for us. So now, you see the picture? What happened with Jesus? Jesus did it for us. That's why it's a more superior because for us, if we do it, we sin again and again. That doesn't work. But it's God who did our part. It's God who did Abraham's part. Amen. Amen. So that's, chap- um, for Hebrews, we'll move on. I think that's it, right? For that, yes. Move on to chapter 10. We're fast, huh? Chapter 10. See, before they had to do the annual sacrifice, every year they kill the animals. So this is in verse 9. Here I am. Uh, Jesus said, "Here I am. I have come to do your will." He sets aside the first to establish the second. Verse 10, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Can you say it together once and for all? Once just once. That's it. For those who died before people before those during that time and those after in the future which includes all of us day after day can you read together while i drink some water thank you day after day go which can never take away sins but when this high priest had offered for all time one sacrifice since he sat down at the right hand of God once and for all amen Jesus did it we don't have to do it he did it for us so that's the introduction uh, that's the introduction let me conclude the introduction conclusion to the introduction what shall we do then Hebrews 10 verses the last part of Hebrews 10 35 to 39 so, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For, in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But, my righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Verse 39, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Amen. We belong to those who do not shrink back because we have this faith. We have to move on. We have to look forward to the second coming of Jesus. Now the question is, what is faith? Right? He said, oh, we should not shrink back but have faith. What is faith? Hebrews 11, right? The famous Hebrews 11. What is faith? What is faith for you if I ask you now? In fact, someone told me, Marlene, you lack faith. That's why you're still single up to now. So, and then another one, oh, I have this lump, you know, in my, in my a, a cancerous lump. Oh, you should have faith. Um, imagine in your mind, the lump is gone. You know, and then the next day, oh, but after one year, the lump is still there. Um, you lack faith kasi Okay, is that faith? Or how about, um, yeah, ah, your business failed. Oh, you lack faith. Or there's this uh, uh, two women, there are two, two women after the prayer meeting, They have to go home to another village, to their own home, yeah, but it's a long walk. They have to cross a river. So during their prayer, prayer meeting, it rains so hard. You know, there's a heavy rain. And everywhere flooded, especially the river. It's usually dried. They can cross, but the river flooded. Oh, no, how can we go home? So... Ah, do you remember, Philippians? I can do all things through Christ. Okay, be careful of using that verse. Okay, you study again the context. You study the verses before and the after. That's what I've been reminding you, right? Um, so, I can do all things. Let's believe and have faith. Let's cross. So, Lord, you know, stop the flood. Dry up the river we want to cross. So, the river is still flowing. Eh, just have faith. They cross. And next day there are two bodies down, down the, the, the sea. Okay, they drowned. Okay. So what is faith? Um, do you keep the faith? Do you act out your faith? Do you um oh, oh okay, what is faith? So let's look at verse. Is it the next the next? Yes. Ah, as, so I was I was thinking, ah. Is faith different from believe or different from trust or different from faithful? Possible, right? How come this verse said have trust in God? This verse said believe in God. This verse said have faith in God. Are those different? So I look at the word faith in Greek. I'm just impressing you, don't worry so much. Pistis, we call it. Pistis. Can you say it together pistis? It means faith. So how about trust and believe? I look at it, you know. So, next slide, please. That's pistis. Uh, Believe is also the same root word. Pistuo is still pistis. How about the next word? Faithful. Trust, actually the same. It's all the same root word. So, does it help? No, right? Okay, what is faith? What is trust? What is belief? Your problem increase now so what is faith and that's one approach that i did another approach is look at the translation so let's look at it um actually faith is blah 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 right and faith is blah 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 so those are the two words uh and i'm just impressing you don't worry so the, the translation of these two words are translated differently in different version. So King James said it's substance. Faith is a substance. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is proof of things hoped for and things not seen. How about the NIV or the ESV or the NASB and the NR? It says confidence, assurance, conviction. So do you see the difference? For King James, it's something you can see. It's a substance. But for the other translation, it's just a feeling, yeah? More of a strong, deep feeling. Did you notice? Okay, if not, it's okay. I'm just trying to impress you. But I'm telling you that different translation, different meaning. So what is what? Which is which, right? So it doesn't help again. The the second method I use it doesn't help. Um, Let's look at, yeah, the next slide, please. Yes, see, that's the one for the substance and evidence, uh, King James. King James said faith is a substance of things not, Uh, hold on, faith is a substance of things not, (laughs) sorry, I didn't remember, of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. New NIV, the NIV, faith is the confidence, it's a feeling, yeah, in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. So what? Is it a feeling? Or is it something you should see in your mind? Is that faith? What is faith? It doesn't help. So let's look at the whole context, the whole chapter, right? We, we talk about chapter 8, 9, 10, right? So let's look at the whole chapter now, and you can get it. You will see what it is. So here we have, remember the chiastic, that I told you, it's letter, that's not X, but it's key. It's a Greek alphabet. Key, um, we used to spell it for Christos, Christ. You know, that's key. And uh, um, for this key, letter key, they have this way of writing for the New Testament they will use this, um, they will write something. The most important, they put it in the middle and then expand again. So that's the chiastic. Um, I will tell you more if you, or I give you some links for you to read. But someone made a chiast, chiasm for Hebrews chapter 11. So Sorry for your printout. That's supposed to be the one there. Um, Uh, We blame it on technology. It comes out different. But you can put uh, a mark on your outline in your bulletin that's supposed to be the chiastic structure of chapter 11. Now, if you look at the parallel, A should parallel A1 below. B parallel B1. So look at letter G. Do you see G there? Sarah's conception of Isaac by faith. And then letter H, yeah. and then uh, G1 again, Abraham offspring of Isaac by faith. Talk about Isaac again. But there's this middle. And again, right, the most important is the middle, where the two lines intersect. So there you go. It's about faith. Verses 13 to 16. That's what, don't worry, I won't go through the whole. We'll go for the middle. Yeah, that's the most important so middle let's look at it verse verse 13 all these people were still living by faith when they died they did not receive the things promised they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth i'll give you some questions number one these people died, yeah? Do they have faith when they died? Hmm. Yes. When they died, they are still living by faith. Did they receive the promise to them? No. Okay, again, they died, but they did not receive the thing's promise. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. This Hebrew writer is telling us, hey, Jesus is our high priest, yeah? He died for us. But let me tell you, the examples of these people in the, New, in the Old Testament, how did they live? How did they live out their faith? Are they faithful? So you, the Hebrews write, Hebrew writer said, you look back. Let's look back to these people. That's why we have this Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. Hebrews eleven thirteen, and then let me let me add some more because it's up, uh, in the chapter thirty five to forty. Let's see how they live. Okay, how they live? Do they live in faith? Let's see. Huh. Women receive back from their receive back their dead. That's good. Yeah, raised to life again. But let's read on. There were others who were tortured refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced tears and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. It's difficult to read, yeah? They, were, they went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, Persecuted and mistreated, the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. Verse 39. Oh, let's read together, yeah? These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. These people—they didn't—they even tortured. They suffered. They were mistreated. They were stoned. They were flogged. Everything else—all the the, bad—all the—I press. I'm so excited. All the bad things happened to them, but. They were commended for their faith. Commended meaning, hey, they were praised. They, they did a good job because they live in faith. Amen? So, does it mean that to have faith, no more suffering? Maybe not, right? It says here, these people suffered, but they have faith. So, what does it mean then? Um, We'll repeat again, right? Verse 39. These people were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what has been promised. So, do you have to continue in faith? Did they continue in faith? They died living in faith. Verses 14 to 16. Please, yes. People who say, feel free to read. Once you read and hear it, it's really good. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. That's still in the middle of the whole chapter 11. Did you notice verse 13 and this is 14, 15, 16. What are these people doing? Hebrews said you look back to these people. But what are these people doing? They're looking for a country of their own. They they had been thinking of the country they had left, but they they did not go back. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. They're looking forward to the future. That's the second point in your outline. They're looking forward to a future. Second point of the outline, please. I think that's the one. Oh, not yet. Sorry. (laughs) They know better. Women (laughs) receive back their dead. Remember that? They receive, uh, yeah, go on, please. 35, sorry. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Uh, there were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. This Hebrew writer, hold on. This Hebrew, ah, yeah, no, I think you jumped. Looking, ahead. i sorry, I jumped, yes. <laughs> sorry. Um, technology again. Let's blame it all on the technology. So, um, looking ahead. Let's look ahead. That's what the Hebrew writer is encouraging. That's what these people in the chapter of 11, chapter 11 of Hebrew, these people are looking ahead for a better place, a heavenly one. Are you looking forward? Yes. Amen, right? This is just temporary. We are strangers in this land. There is a better place. So in the light of eternity, you think, Okay, so sometimes you have this problem right now. But in the light of eternity, is that important? No. I know it's difficult. You have someone sick or financial or all the burdens. Yes, we have to face it. But these are all temporary. Let me encourage you. I know, don't, don't long for death though, but live each day thinking that there is an eternity. Amen? So, look ahead. Let's look ahead for the, and then, okay, let's go uh, almost the end. I'll let you go. Almost the end now. So, first of all, you look back, right? And then you look ahead for a better place. And the third one is found in the next chapter, Remember that it's human. Stephen Langton years ago made, yes, <laughs> someone said he has too much time on his hand. He wrote all the chapters and the verses of the whole Bible. Nothing to do, huh? And then don't trust it though. Sometimes it's wrong. He will cut it in the middle of a sentence. So it's just made by human. So here is another Chiasm. Again, the most important is where in the middle. Very good. So let's break down this Let's break down this verse. Sorry. Again, letter A and letter A1 will be parallel. See the up, up, and then the most bottom, they are parallel. And then B and B1 so let's look at a c having seated around uh, such a great cloud of witnesses a one at the below jesus that's jesus taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of god let's look at b up there um let us it's us right setting aside every weight and clinging sin below what did jesus do he scorned the shame. Scorned is turned away. Turn did not consider it shameful anymore. Letter C, with patient endurance. That's what we need to do. We have to be patiently enduring. Letter C1, who did that? Patiently endured the cross? Jesus. And then letter D, that's the main verb of this verse. Verse in chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Let us run the race that is set before us. All of us, let us run the race. And Jesus, letter D1, he, uh, who for the joy that was set before him. That's what, that's what Jesus, and again, the most important, the one in blue, letter E. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And that is the key. That is faith. What is faith? You look up. Look look up to Jesus. That is faith. Amen? What is faith? Fixing our eyes on on Jesus. I'm not saying that God doesn't answer prayers. Yes, he does. I'm not saying that he doesn't make miracles work out miracles. He does. He is a miracle working God. But we have to be careful with how we use the word faith. Um years ago we were uh, victimized with the hyper faith movement, the prosperity gospel. What do they say? You, you should have faith. You, um, you have to be healthy all throughout your life. If you are sick, you are sinful. So there's this young boy, I think I told you, 12 years old. He, he has this cancer, dying. And then this false teacher said, you, because you sin, that's why you're sick and dying. You should confess your sin. This boy died thinking that, died with cancer thinking that he has sinned so much and God refused to forgive that's wrong that's false the health and wealth gospel you should be rich these preachers you know give money to me you will multiply that your money your money will multiply no that's wrong it this gospel this wrong teaching has been there all throughout the century, but they repackage it. Right now, it's worse because it's not so obvious. The name it, claim it, Lord, um, fix the road, you know, for for them. Whatever words they say has power. Yeah, words have power, but be careful of that verse. Words do have power because it is already... um, Inherent in that word. I don't know how, I, how to say it. Words have power in the Proverbs or in the Old Testament, meaning you already have the declaration that God is, it's not the fortune telling. Oh, I predict, I know that, that um, uh, your sickness will be gone tomorrow. That's wrong. That's a health and wealth. There's another teaching that they had. You should live until 80. It used to be 120 years old because the, Bible, the Old Testament, they live until 120. But then suddenly their leaders are dying off early. Oh, it's 80 years old. You should live up to 80 years old for you to, you know, that means you are having faith. That's wrong. Right now they lower down the number to 70 years old, but ridiculous. <laughs> Anything to adjust, yeah? Anything to fit there. So um, sometimes, yes, we believe God works miracle, but sometimes He doesn't. Right? How come some are getting healed? Some are not. But what is the focus? Focus is faith. What is faith looking to Jesus? fixing our eyes on jesus there is this couple they love god they they met together in church they got married and one of them actually is a church worker and after getting married they have a son this son at one year and a half one and a half years old his name is matthew he got sick when he got sick seriously ill these people encourage, you know, the parents. Oh, you know, I know Matthew is not doing well, but if he died, if he dies, many people will come to know Christ. So it's for God's glory. So eventually, Matthew died. And of course, the grieving, you know, they grieved. After a few years, they were asked to go on a talk show, a radio, they interviewed. And you know what they asked them? "Um, Husband and wife, what is the most difficult thing for you when Matthew died? He said, the most difficult thing is is to trust in Jesus again. I know I worship him. I believe him. I know he is God. But it's difficult to trust God again. You know, in fact, I wish that I don't care. Let all those people go to hell just as long as my son gets well, right? So that's what he said. I don't care if they all go to hell, as long as Matthew gets well. But Matthew died. So what is faith? Does it mean you get everything you want? No. It's looking to Jesus, learning to trust in him again. So uh, let me encourage you. I know you may not have... uh, um, Oh, everything goes smoothly, right? It, you know, you may have good health, but someone in your family not. You may be rich, but suddenly you become, you know, you lose, you lose your business. or We don't know. But let me tell you, God is faithful. He did his part. That's why he knows we cannot make it. He sent Jesus once and for all to die on the cross because he knows we cannot make it. We will fall all time and time again. But God is faithful, he can be trusted. Learn to trust in him again. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> Learn to trust in God again okay don 't let things that put you down, because what is faith? Faith is fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He is the first, the beginning, and the end of our faith, and we have something to look forward to. We can look back, we can look forward, and we can look up let 's pray. Thank you, Father, for your presence. This morning thank you lord for reminding us again that you are alive that you have redeemed us that you have done your part that we don't need to suffer for for a blood shedding because you did your part for us so lord i pray that you will speak to each one i pray that we will have this experience your grace your mercy that we will extend grace as well That we will learn to look at people through your eyes. Because all of us, Lord, we need to fix our eyes on you. To run this race with faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We were challenged.